Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and this is episode 145 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser and Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast to discuss the TCK Pod Listener League. We're going to recap week nine, preview week 10. This is actually the first part of a longer episode that we did that also involves a mock draft of the second half of the fantasy football season. You can catch that on the next episode. So stay tuned for that. I do mention a couple times we allude to it here in the podcast, which you're going to hear, but it's not actually coming up later in this podcast. It's spliced into the second podcast. So I just want to splice up because it got really long. We were hitting about two hours and I know that's getting a little bit long for you guys. So I want to split that up. So the first half here, this episode is a TCK pod recap and preview. For you listeners, and the second episode coming up tomorrow will be uh, the second half mock draft for the fantasy football season. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 9 behind us, week 10 coming up fast. We are going to be recapping the TCK Pod Listener League for week 9 and previewing week 10 as we always do. Special episode this week, we have Lucas Kaser and Chris Benavides from the Commish FFP. Gentlemen, welcome in. Happy to have you both tonight. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Doing well, yep. Stoked to have you guys both on. We've uh, we've been able to kind of have both of you on individually with me as a pair, and then we've done a couple episodes recently with the three of us, which is a lot of fun, and I know that listeners really enjoy that. And, uh, of course, as always, we, we represent our brothers and sisters here on the podcast, so make sure you go check out the Kamish Fantasy Football Podcast as well. And uh, you can find us, of course, on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere else, and make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Let's get right into it. I will recap my match first, and Lucas, I'll turn it over to you. And then, Chris, you can follow up after that. I was able to get the win here, 152-83 to over Julio Daddy, and big win for me. I need to stay up in the top of the race. You guys are both ahead of me, so I need to keep pace with everybody. Uh, Dak Prescott, nice turnout, 27 points, 15 from both. Dalvin Cook and James White, 26 from my man Marvin Jones. Another big game from him. And uh, Zach Ertz finally came to life here with 25. Everybody with double digits on my team except for the Niners defense with just two and Robbie Gold with four. But uh, everybody else was really producing this week. So felt good about that. And Julio Daddy really just fell into some tough matchups. Garner Minshew over in London, DJ Chark as well, uh, just seven points. Each from them, Tevin Coleman, just five points. Philip Lindsay, 15. Deshaun Jackson, one point before he got hurt again. Looks like he's potentially done. 
when your highest scorer on your team is your kicker in Chris Boswell, uh, that is not ideal, obviously. Um, he had Dave, uh, Duke Johnson, excuse me, on his bench with 18 points over in London, but that wouldn't have been enough anyway. So I do get a big win here, 152-83 over Julio Daddy, a much-needed win for me. I've got a big matchup, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, with Hyden Zeke coming up for kind of that third-place uh area where I would love to be heading into the final stretch here. But Lucas, you also had a uh, big win as well. Yeah, I did not think that. So I won 203 to 102 without Alvin Kamara in the lineup, uh, which was not what I expected at all. Uh, if you would have told me Leonard Fournette had 40 rushing yards and I put up 203, I would have said no way. But I got carried by, well, I guess the two receivers going against each other, Mike Evans and Tyler Lockett combined for 76 Stafford continued to stay hot with 30. Uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, we talked about it last week, but desperation play that ended up working out with 28. And then just typical like 16 from Edelman at Buffalo D. I uh, played Nuke, took a Duke. He, I'm trying to get this record pulled up. So he's now three and six. I am seven and two. And I believe I'm tied for first. Yep. With uh, Charlotte regular Nawa right now. Nice. Uh, I mean, Nuke took a Duke had a nice performance in general from a handful of guys, uh, namely David Montgomery with 22. Um, but Mac put up eight. Uh, Keenan Allen was seven. Darius Slayton one. And, you know, kicker and defense put up 10 total. So not much there. But Lucas continues to steamroll. Congratulations, brother. And uh, Chris, let's roll through yours. You guys came up short uh, last week, um, but you're still, I mean, you guys started off undefeated for a handful of weeks. So have a little bit of room. Uh, you know, to miss there. You guys are now six and three, but take us through last week. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, we had we had a tough week. So we lost one hundred nine to to one thirty seven to Prickly Pears. Um, and to be fair, although Prickly Pears is in last place, they had a good week. They had a lot of guys show up. So good you know, team had- in general. We said that last week on the preview. Yeah. yeah. No. Seriously. I mean, like you know, he's got Zeke. You know, he's got Chris Godwin, Odell. Um, you know, Mike Williams had a pretty good game. And then Dallas's defense really went off for him, 19 points total. So, you know, we uh, we had Derek Carr. Le'Veon Bell actually played pretty well overall, even though the team stinks. Um, he still showed up. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, Josh Jacobs has been, you know, probably the rookie of the year, at least in my eyes. And, you know, we're, we're happy to have him on our team. So um, he's been showing up. Where we, where we really lacked, Adam Thielen got hurt and put up a zero for us. And then Seattle's defense put up a zero. So, we took two zeros in a loss that, you know, if these guys, if both of those spots put up decent numbers or what they were projected, we probably would have won. So it's just, you know, it's the way fantasy rolls. Now, to be fair to you guys, you had Jamison Crowder on the bench that had 22 points, but you're not playing yeah. him and expecting that ever. You had Woods, Breeze, Zerline, Rams defense all on a bye. So you were kind of throwing yeah. darts anyway, and uh, prickly pairs happened to come up, and you guys didn't. But that, uh, that's not how, a bad week. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, let's take turns knocking out the other three matches, and we'll move to week 10. Um, I'll take on uh, the People's Republic falling short to Charlotte regular Nawa, who stays up on top with Lucas here, 151 to 143. Uh, People's Republic, though, scoring 143 and losing. Uh, that's, a, that's a tough loss there. Um, but nice matchup from those guys. Russell Wilson, 49 points, absolutely beasting out. Preston Williams, done for the season, but 24 points before that. Uh, but Harrison Butker puts up 18 points for Nawa, and uh, he had, you know, over 15 from most of the rest of his roster. So he gets another victory there. Um, Lucas, can you please break down Pelkey Pelkey and dude, you're getting Odell. Yep. Uh, Pelkey Pelkey won 155 to dude, you're getting Odell. Um, 
like sneakily a blowout matchup, I guess you could say. Took an early lead with Jimmy G on Thursday night. For some reason, he played Jimmy G. I'm sure. I don't know why, but uh, then he had Derrick Henry with the old-fashioned 63 yards, two touchdowns. Can't get much more from him there. <laughs> Another Derrick Henry similar running back in Sonny Michelle. He only had 18 yards. Uh, and besides that, just kind of consistent all-around play from his receivers in two flex spots. Um, really only bad play, I think you could say it'd probably be Sony. Uh, but for Juju getting Odell, really, I don't know, nothing really like stood out or like kind of put him in contention. He had Devin Singletary and Kenny G, uh, and I guess DK broke out towards the end of that game. But besides that, he was just kind of falling behind the whole time with, uh, I guess you could say, lackluster performance for uh, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, so I think mean, now Pokey Pokey is sitting, the standing, sitting at three and six, like I mentioned before. Or yeah, like I mentioned before, and then due to getting Odell is also three and six, so they got a tight race for. Would that be the last playoff spot? Or yeah, I mean we got a couple of weeks to go, obviously, but uh, yeah. yes, they would be. They're they're kind of down in the cellar there. Um, Chris, can you take us through Hide uh, and Zeke and Drew Missick? Yeah, so Hide and Zeke took over, uh, took a win from Drew Missick, one fourteen to eighty eight. Um, not obviously very high scoring, but Hayden Zeke with uh, Kirk Cousins had a great, great game with three touchdowns. And, you know, he has Christian McCaffrey who, you know, can single-handedly carry his entire team to the playoffs and sneak out a couple of wins there. So, um, yeah, so, so uh, you know, what else do you say to that? Drew Misick um, boldly sat or played Will Lutz on a bike. So, I mean, not that that would have helped, but I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then sat Emmanuel Sanders, who had 24 points. So I don't know, probably probably could have snuck out a win if he played Emmanuel Sanders and found a kicker to uh, to replace Will Lutz. I mean, that that seems like a management strategy problem. <laughs> so before uh, before the game starts, and obviously you see all the uh, you see all of the results now. Mm. Who would you guys have started Emmanuel Sanders over out of Terry McLaurin, Juju? Adam or Adam Allen Robinson or Stefan Diggs. Now they so, all, they all busted and, Terry, and, yeah. and obviously Sanders went off, but who would you guys have swapped him out with? I, I, yeah. I would say, yeah, I was in the same McLaurin as well. Yeah. At Buffalo. True yep. Davis white shadow coverage. Probably not what I'd play him in. No. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Haskins hasn't looked very good. Sure. I hear you. Okay, well, that's the that's the week nine uh, breakdown um, standing so far heading into week ten. Lucas still up at the top here, um, seven and two, uh, tied with last year's runner up, regular Nawa, and then Hayden Zeke and um, Chris. You guys are uh, up there tied in second place at six and three, and then myself and People's Republic at five and four. Drew Missick alone at four and five. Pelkey Pelkey. Dude, you're getting Odell, Nuke took a Duke, Coolio Daddy, all three and six, and Prickly Pears pulling up the rear. But again, uh, I think just face value, I think Prickly Pears has one of the top five team rosters in the league. <laughs> but he's had some really shitty luck and uh, just not getting the wins. So that's fantasy football, and uh, you know we've all we've all been there more or less. So let's jump over to week uh, ten. <laughs> 
Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing, you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod, on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And of course, you can drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Leave a rate and a review. We appreciate your feedback always, and it really helps us as an independent podcast to get the word out. Finally, you can visit our new website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings and Lucas's starts at articles. Also, please go listen and subscribe to Chris and the family over at the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast, and make sure to follow them on IG and Twitter at the Commish FFP. Before we get into the second half, of the TCK Pod rundown, and we preview week 10. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's dive into just, uh, you know, just like we just did, uh, we'll go through our own matchups and then we'll uh, take turns breaking down the rest of the league. I will go first. Um, I'm up this week against Hayden Zeke. Uh, right now I'm five and four. He's six and three. Uh, I definitely need a win here to topple over him so I can get up in that uh, upper range here. I still need to make some roster moves to be honest. Uh, and I'm kind of purposely hanging out at tight end, which I'll talk about in one second. But, um, my projection is lower than it will be just because I've purposely not made a move yet, but I've got Dak Dalvin cook, uh, going to go with Ronald Jones. Um, if he wasn't against the Cardinals, I probably wouldn't, but I'm going to ride the train and hope it works out this week. Uh, Marvin Jones, Michael Gallup. I do have Zach Ertz in my lineup, but he will obviously be out on a bye. Devonte Adams hoping he's healthy and does better this week. Curtis Samuel riding the Niners D and, um, Robbie gold is actually looking like he is doubtful for Monday night football. So I'm waiting on him as well. Um, I've got James White on a bye. I might go with, uh, I might go with Matt Breida, um, in my flex as well. But again, I've got to make a, a tight end and a kicker move, but I'm kind of waiting for the weekend for that to happen. Hayden Zeke has a uh, Phillip rivers, Aaron Jones, um, David Johnson, who should be 100% this week, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, Zach Pascal, who's been uh, on fire the last couple of weeks, Chris Carson, Jets defense versus the giants and Brett 
Mars. So it's going to be a close matchup for us, I can already tell. Uh, Chris, y'all are next. You're playing People's Republic. Break it down for me, my man. Yeah, so uh, so we got Drew Brees back off his bye uh, in the starting QB spot. We have Josh Jacobs going right now. I know we're we're you know we're recording this in the middle of Thursday night football, but I won't go into the stats just yet. Um, so, anyways, Josh Jacobs in, in our RB one spot. Then Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Golden Tate, uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, we have Le'Veon Bell in the flex position primarily because he's questionable, and so. You know, we'll flex him out depending on what the word is. But we do have Ty Montgomery on the bench. We handcuffed him. So uh, if that's the case, maybe we play Ty or, you know, someone else like, you know, Jameson Crowder or Autumn Tate. Um, so we're just going to sit sit tight until uh, we get more information on Le'Veon Bell. Um, we have Austin Eckler playing right now as well. Um, we have Rams defense back from there by and same with uh, Greg the Legs. So that's our lineup for the moment. Um, and then People's Republic, they have Russell Wilson playing San Francisco, Saquon. Juan Barkley uh, playing the Jets um, at the Jets. They have uh, Tyreek Cohen, uh, Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, George Kittle, Cooper Cup. Uh, they have uh, Christian Davis, uh, Giants defense, and uh, Mason Crosby as their kicker. So definitely some stiff competition ahead of us. I think we're, we're basically projected about the same um, moving into this week. So hopefully uh, <laughs> I would prefer not to lose another week. That'd be great. <laughs> Got it. But, hey, before we move on, just a technical question here really quick. Uh, yep. Did you guys hear everything? I think, Chris, you were breaking up on my side a little bit. Lucas, did you hear, hear everything okay? Yeah, it was all good. Okay, great. I think it was just fine there. Uh, it broke up a little bit on my side. No worries. Um, quick correction. Uh, I think you said Christian Davis. I believe you meant Corey Davis. Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad. Corey Davis. All, yeah. all good, bro. I, I We do it all the time on the podcast. You say so many names. I and know. People get crossed up, bro. I just, you know, when I hear it, I just want to – it's not over, you know, undermining you. It's more just making sure we're correct here. So, yeah, no, I, nope. I appreciate it, dude. No worries there. And, uh, hey, I want you to discuss something that Lu- uh, Lucas and I have talked about quite a bit on the podcast, but I want to get your perspective on this too. Yeah. Um, flex position, uh, moving a guy in or out depending on Sunday or Monday night football, uh, yeah. Thursday night football, if they're injury, um, that kind of stuff. You yeah. have Le'Veon Bell in your flex position you just mentioned because he's questionable. Yeah. If he gets – if he is out – you want to be able to move them. I've right. given my case. Please explain why exactly you're putting Le'Veon Bell in your flex uh, versus one of your top wide receiver or one running back positions. Yeah, it, it's more just because you you need the ability to have options in and out of the flex position. So if I were to play Le'Veon Bell in his traditional running back spot and all the games start playing on Sunday or whatever the game is, or whenever I decide to move that position, especially when I have a guy like, Josh Jacobs playing on Thursday. I like to be fair. I probably should have moved Austin Eckler um, in Nick Chubb's place because they both are playing on Thursday. But it basically just gives you more variability to move more guys into a particular position as opposed to just a running back. So I can flex Le'Veon Bell in and out with a tight end, with a running back, with a wide receiver, based on the information I get from his injury, as opposed to just a running back, which is you know which will hurt me with my options from my bench. For example, if Le'Veon Bell's out, you can go Ty Montgomery. You picked up the handcuff. But if not, you could also go Auden Tate, a receiver as well. And that gives you the ability. Um, perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. I yep. just wanted to also reiterate because we mentioned it a couple of times. But just making yeah. sure that, that there's a, a mentality behind it. It's not just a, a random placement. Yeah, no, it's, it's – uh, and it's very important, I think. If you're looking uh, – you know, I, I have a lot of friends, actually, that play fantasy, and they're not quite as into it as, I would say, you know, we are. 
Um, but if you're looking, you know, if you're looking for some quick tips on like how to get to like that next level of management on your fantasy team, that's a good opportunity to, to sort of up your management game so you don't get stuck. Um, it's just a good habit to get into when you see injuries on your team to move them into your flex spots as opposed to leaving them in your primary, um, your primary position playing spots. 100%. I'll just add one more thing that I mentioned before. When, when your players play on Thursday night football and Thanksgiving coming up, if, you're, if they're definitely going to play and they're for sure healthy going into the week, put them into their designated areas, running back, tight end, wide receiver slot, move them out of your flex. So yes. it gives you the rest of the weekend to make moves in your flex position. If they're playing Sunday night or Monday night football, I would keep those players in your flex position so that you have the whole weekend to, have, to happen and you can make moves later if you need to in and out of those flex uh areas so thank you for the breakdown man i just wanted to kind of quickly go quickly go over that um and assuming uh you know everything's good there man you got a you got a tough matchup man people's republic definitely rolling um (laughs) for your sake uh you're hoping that uh, that the niners defense shows up again and they can slow down russell wilson but i'm not sure (laughs) i don't think dude i i I have a feeling like I'm, i'm not saying that the uh the niners are gonna lose but i think this is where russell wilson claims his mvp spot Bro, I mentioned it. Lucas and I did the weekly preview and the breakdown, our starts and sits and everything we do every week. I have to pick the Niners. I'm a Niner fan. That's what we do here on this podcast. But I (laughs) said right after that, I said that the Patriots ran into a buzzsaw with the Ravens and I saw it coming. Seahawks are the same exact team right now, I think. And they're hungry. It's a divisional rival. Seahawks and Niners always play a, a, a nasty game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners come up on the wrong side, but I'm hoping for the best as a big fan. All right. So we broke down your team. Uh, Lucas, thank you for standing by. My man, appreciate the patience. Why don't you break down as well? You are running up against Pelkey Pelkey. Yeah. I mean, from a first glance, the matchup would seem, I mean, I don't want to say easy because no matchup's easy, but it would seem, uh, I'm just going to say easy. I guess I don't know how to describe it, but I got Matt Stafford going against Chicago. Uh, I'm just going to ride him until, I mean, yeah, until he stops putting up 30 points a game, uh, they seem to be throwing the ball a ton every week. Kamara is um, – says healthy, but I, I, I'm not going to trust that yet until he's officially active. But I got Kenyon Drake in the RB2 spot with Fournette on a bye. I'm deciding between him and Kareem Hunt as of now because uh, Kareem Hunt, like we talked about on Tuesday – or I guess Wednesday when you heard this, is back. Tyler Lockett hopefully can put up another 40-point uh, performance against Sky's 49ers there. Devontae Parker with Preston Williams out to see even more work. I had Evan Ingram, but he is like just I don't know. He's out. So, I know it's so strange that like just out of nowhere he got put out. So I picked up Mike Gesicki, uh, put him in the tight end spot, uh, kind of along the same lines. Preston Williams is out. He's been seeing more work. Mike Evans, hopefully for another uh, twelve for one eighty. He plays he plays the Cardinals this week, so it's definitely a possibility. He might he might pull a Julio and like rock a three hundo. I hope so. I, I need that this week. And then I got uh, Cole Beasley, uh, just consistent, at least nine points a week. I mean, I don't have much faith in him or anything, but he seems to get it done every week. Got Buffalo against Cleveland, because, uh, you know, I, I think the Browns are really good, so I trust the Buffalo defense. And then <laughs> Justin Tucker, they play the Bengals, so he might put up like a 15 spot there. And then for Pelkey Pelkey, he has Mahomes going, so I hope Mahomes does not play. Derrick Henry. Uh, he's playing Callum Balage because he has Jordan Howard and Sonny Michelle on a bye. Tyreek Hill, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I got Jack Doyle, the tight end spot. Greg, he's also playing Greg Olson. So he's playing two tight ends, one in the flex. 
He's playing Albert Wilson, maybe just hoping that without Preston Williams, Wilson emerges as the wide receiver two. And he's playing the Kansas City defense, so another uh, defense against your running back strategy there. Tough, dude. And he's got Mike Badgley as well. Oh, yep, yep. Yep, and uh, he's going to rest uh, Jimmy G this week. Not, not, uh, not feeling it. Um, Pat Mahomes coming up off an injury, going against Tennessee in Tennessee. That could uh, could be a sneak attack. Could be a sneak attack. Uh, rough game there. Um, let's break down the rest of these three. We'll take a break and then we'll get into our draft. Um, I will take Charlotte Regulanawa and dude, you're getting Odell. Um, Charlotte is on fire, tied in first place with Lucas, going Jameis Winston, Mark Ingram. Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, Travis Kelsey, DJ Moore, Jamal Williams, Bears defense against the Lions, and Harrison Butker. Got Deshaun Watson on a bye, Tom Brady on a bye. Um, carrying two quality defenses, <laughs> really solid team for Charlotte. They have plenty of depth, plenty of star power, a lot of stability, and a bunch of upside. Great roster there. On the other side, dude, you're getting Odell. Nice, uh, nice team on paper as well, but these are kind of the, the you know, hope for the, hope for the upside um, players here. Aaron Rodgers going up against Carolina. Um, Joe Mixon hoping to bounce back here. I heard that Joe Mixon has not scored a rushing touchdown since week 15 of last year. Dave, uh, Devin Singletary, now the probably the predominant starter there for the Bills going up against the Browns. Kenny Galladay, A.J. Brown. It's not Antonio Brown who said again that he's not going to play in the NFL, but I assume he'll be a Cowboy next year. Stay tuned for that. TJ Hawkinson, uh, Robbie Anderson, DK Metcalf coming off of uh, really his rookie breakout game, but he is up against um, the 49ers. Ravens defense against the Bungles, which is a great play there, and Matt Prater as well. He's got Nuke Hopkins on a bye, the Patriots defense on a bye, and he's got Darius Geis who just got reactivated off of IR on a buy as well. Before we move on, quick question on the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, Richard Sherman plays on one side of the field. Do you guys think that the Seahawks will match up Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf on Uncle Sherm? I, I was listening to a podcast today and they were, I haven't really looked into it, but the Niners are apparently like top three against the slot, I think. I don't know if that's due to Richard Sherman. Uh, I think they're top three against everything. They're fucking well, killing so far. Yeah. <laughs> Does Richard Sherman normally line up like against no. the best, best available? Okay. No, no, he no, no, no. His whole career, his whole career, he's been he's been on one side of the field. He does not travel traditionally. He does not travel, and he he kind of does the. Uh, remember old Revis Island? He yeah. kind of just locks down like half of a field, and they get a safety over the top because he can't run anymore. But he's still very agile and smarter than the receivers that he's playing. So yeah. as long as they don't dust him. He's, he's able to play anybody. He also covers the slant and the deep and the fade very well individually. So he is that one-on-one. Um, so he doesn't travel yeah. traditionally, uh, but I don't know. You can see anything, I guess, any given week. Without, without Quan Alexander, too, I think that hurts the slot coverage a little bit. Um, I agree. So, yeah, I'm not for sure. I, w- I would think they're going to focus on Lockett. But, I mean, it'd be kind of hard. Like, I don't think they can just ask Sherman to – like become a slot corner in one week, I guess. He's not. I just think slot corners are different too. I think you need to be a lot more quick and fast yeah. uh, with that kind of like taking on the slant and stuff. And I just, that's not Sherm's game anymore. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Chris, any thoughts on that really quick? And then afterward, uh, take on Prickly Pears and Drew Missick for me. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, Sky, with respect to the way that Sherman plays. Um, so I, I just don't see them changing it up. I mean, they're not, they're not like New England in, in that sense. They, you know, I think they have their guys and what they do well, they play to their strengths. So I think Lockett might actually have a great game as a result. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So <laughs> Watch out for Hollister there, folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Chris, take away Prickly Pears and Drew Missick. All right, uh, so let's see. We got Kyle Murray for Prickly Pears, uh, Zeke, James Conner, uh, Mike Williams. He's got Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller playing right now. Uh, Chris Godwin, Odell. He's got Indy's defense. Uh, and is it is it Matt Gay? Yeah, Matt Gay okay. uh, for Tampa Bay as his kicker. Um, he does have a couple of guys on the bench. I think Josh Allen is his primary QB, uh, but he's on he's a He's playing Cleveland, so I don't. He played. He played Josh Allen against us, I think. Um, so yeah, so I think he, he's on the bench, but he also has Jalen Samuels on the bench. So I'm I'm not sure if he's gotten the word that Connor, I believe, is out. Um, he did. So, this, he did this I, last week too, I think. Yeah, and and so. here's 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 the luxury of not only a handcuff but a like one A and one B situation. Um, he probably just hasn't changed his roster. That's right? my guess. I mean, right. he has both guys. He'll get the word eventually. He'll make that change. But here's the deal. It's not like another dude. It's just they replace each other. And last week, <laughs> yeah. Jalen Sam- Samuels set the Steelers' record for running back receptions with 13, breaking, mm-hmm. of course, Le'Veon Bell's record. So yeah. I think – I mean, Connor's out. But I think he'd be better off anyway uh, against the Rams' pass rush to play Jalen Samuels, even if Connor was healthy. To be right. to be perfectly honest, I would probably do that, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But that is no, uh, yeah, that is something to good to uh, good to note, and and uh, yeah, make sure to stay up to date on your uh, your updates for your roster. Cool. So totally. um, flip uh, flip sides there and get into uh, Missick, who also needs to make a roster change, but we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so he's got uh, Lamar Jackson playing, uh, Damian Williams, um, Adrian Peterson is on a bye, which is the person he needs to switch out. Uh, he's at Diggs, Allen Robinson. Uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Smith Schuster, Juju, uh, Terry McLaurin, Minnesota's defense, and then Will Lutz, who is not on his bye and is actually playing this week. So, um, yeah, he'll Before, probably he'll probably move. I think my guess is Gurley into uh, the Peterson position. But let, let's talk about it real quick. Let's help him out here. We got the the three of us. Um, let's. He needs to move out. Adrian Peterson and Terry McLaurin. Uh, he's in the running back position and a flex position here. He's got Todd Gurley, Devonta Freeman, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I mean, he's got to make a couple of moves here. He's got to move Jimmy Graham out of his tight end spot and put in Austin Hooper. There you go. So let's talk. Okay, so that's that's an automatic. <clears throat> let's talk about the running back position. Would you guys go with uh, Gurley or Freeman? Both. I'd take out Williams. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. I mean, I guess you can play one of the – you could maybe take out Juju, because I, I think you got to play Sanders. Sanders. I think you got to play Sanders for sure. Yeah, that's the tough one though, because I think you're kind of deciding between Damian Williams and Juju, or at least that's mm-hmm. what I would be doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then at the flex, you can really go anywhere. Um, but you guys would play Emmanuel Sanders for sure. And if you had to play one of the running backs, would it be Gurley or Freeman? It'd be Gurley for me. Yeah, Gurley. Yeah, the Saints. Uh, Saints run D is legit. Yeah, it should be a high-scoring game, but yeah, that's a, still a tough matchup, though. I agree. Um, Lucas, take us out here, man. Uh, please um, 
get into uh, Nuke Took Duke and Julio Daddy. And if you could please move like one inch closer to your microphone, I think you're a little bit uh, far off the mic from what I'm hearing. No big deal. But uh, please do Nuke Took Duke, Julio Daddy. We'll take a break and we'll get into our draft. Before I start, since it's a big matchup and I need Charlotte regular Nawa to, uh, to lose this week, <laughs> uh, if you looked at uh, Paul's roster, he, all of his wide receivers are humongous boom-bust receivers. So I'm hoping for a boom week for all four of them. Yeah, Kenny G, or not Antonio, A.J. Brown, Robbie Anderson, D.K. Metcalf. So, so I think you're talking, you're talking the other roster. I'm talking uh, the upset. Paul, upset yeah, Paul, Paul. I think you just said Paul's roster, though. Paul is Noah. Oh. I think you're looking at the other roster, yeah, because oh, yeah. Paul's, Paul's receivers are fucking cheating. Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, DJ Moore. <laughs> um, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, and then, you know, he's – He's pretty stacked. Uh, on the other side, though, you're right. Uh, Kenny Galladay, AJ Brown, Robbie Anderson, and DK Metcalf. Any one of those guys could could post a 30 spot, but you're hoping that uh, most of them do. I I don't blame you. True. Okay, so the final one is Nuke took a Duke sitting at three and six, and Julio Daddy sitting at three and six. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a big matchup for them because I think if you lose this, you're kind of out of the playoff hunt. So winner this uh, – increases their probability by a little bit probably not much but to start uh nuke took a duke has Derek carr going right now uh solid first half but we won't go into it modern mac uh my start of the week against miami dave montgomery has another good matchup this week john brown been consistent just like cole beasley uh he's going darius slayton yeah i guess he has shepherd he was probably going to go aj green but as we know he's now out womp womp yeah it's so strange he's definitely out for the Probably out of his Bengals career, I would imagine. I'm so bummed, dude. I fucking love A.J. Green, and I'm so bummed that he's one of these guys that has this, like, perennial injury thing. It's just such a bummer, dude. He's going to get cut and be a Patriot next year. It's going to happen. <laughs> Holy shit. I, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> so, he, so he's rolling with Darius Slayton, uh, would-be Shepard, but he's got off the concussion protocol and got placed back on it without doing anything. Uh, Hunter Henry going right now, had a solid start. He's rolling the flash. Is he playing for sure? Uh, as of right now, no, I don't know so. that he's. I don't know that he's definitely not playing. That's true. Um. So yeah, he'll play him. If not, I guess he'll go to McKissick or uh, Des Bryant or Des Bryant. Oh my gosh! I, mean, <laughs> I love it, dude. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know? The Christian McCaffrey, the guaranteed forty points in his second flex spot. It's kind of sneaky to slip. Put him down there, make it seem like your team's not as good, and then your second flex gets forty points. <laughs> yeah. And then the Saints defense might get like four interceptions on the Falcons this week. And then he has Zane Gonzalez and should be a high scoring game. Uh, and it seems as if Julio Daddy has not checked his roster all week. He still has Gardner Minshew in there, but I'm assuming that'll be Matt Ryan. Uh he'll probably drop Gardner. Obviously, he's not gonna start anymore. Tevin Coleman, or sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, let's just let's just fix this because it it does the listeners no good to hear like five guys who aren't gonna play. So yeah, Minshew, Lindsey, Chark, and Deshaun Jackson, who's done anyway, are all gonna be out. So his quarterback is going to be Matt Ryan. Yep, like I like that. Cool. Uh, his second running back is going to be Lashawn McCoy. Maybe. Uh, as of he right might, now, unless yeah. he picks someone else up, Julio. For sure. Yeah, he needs two receivers, so Julio is definitely one of them. And then um, Demarius Thomas or Randall Cobb? Probably Cobb. I'd probably go to the waivers. 
I mean, wow. like Cobb, he had an okay game, and he, he had a touchdown call called back on. I think it was holding or something, but uh, I think there's definitely. I mean, here we'll look at the waivers. Cool. Why don't you you do that? I'll keep I'll keep rolling his team here, um, and then he's got Witten, Fitzgerald, and uh, Tyrell Williams. Tennessee's defense against uh, probably Mahomes and the Chiefs, and then Chris Boswell um, for the Steelers. Um, he's got Eric Ebron on the bench as well, but uh, he's rolling Jason Witten there. Uh, yep, so for the waivers, uh, I just went to wide receiver, but I guess you could look at running back as well. Um, I guess like three or four that stick out. Josh Reynolds is probably, I think, the number one uh, with mm-hmm. Cooks out. He's basically a wide receiver three, has been every time Cook is, Cooks has not played. Mm-hmm. It's a tough matchup, but still I think it should be okay. Adam Humphreys is not a bad option uh, that – if Mahomes plays, it should be a negative game script to the Titans to throw the ball. And I think Chester Rogers would probably be like as low as low as I would go with T.Y. out uh, against Miami in a plus matchup. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that is, uh, that is the week nine recap and the week 10 preview of the TCK pod listener league. Uh, you can follow the hashtag TCK pod LL for uh, our posts about the league. And uh, as always shouts out to both of you guys, um, the commission FFP crew. I know you got like half your fucking family that holds it down <laughs> in that league. Um, and then Lucas, of course, uh, holding it down as well. So shouts out to you guys for being a part of the league and jumping in this year and everybody else involved Always a pleasure um, to do this in this listener league is super fun. And I really appreciate uh, conversing with everybody over the weekends and, and everything else. So ton of fun. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we will jump into, uh, we'll have some fun on a second half draft. Sorry for the abrupt ending there, family. This is not another break. This is the end of this podcast. I spliced it here. It was going to run about two hours total, so I spliced it into two episodes. You can catch the next one, and you can actually catch our draft on the next podcast, so stay tuned. But that'll do it for this episode. Huge thanks to Chris and Lucas once again for hopping on the podcast. Always a pleasure to have those guys on. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at TCK underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's star sit column. If you've gained any value from this episode, you know what to do. Please subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to leave a rate and a review wherever you're listening and give us a like and a follow on our social media as it really does make the difference for us. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser and Chris Benavides, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.